Well, this week, we just read the word. We're going to be jumping in and hearing of different opportunities we have, projects to give to missions. Uh, our first one is in Latin America and specifically in Nicaragua. Now, when I was in school, I went to Central Bible College. It was in Springfield, Missouri. And then they connected, that's Assembly of God School, they connected that with Evangel University. So as I was doing a little research, Central Bible College in Nicaragua, it's the right name. I'm going to claim that as my own. So this is my school. Okay, maybe not, but it's going to be a, it's a great place in Nicaragua. And what I love about Bible colleges, Central Bible College there in Nicaragua, is there was a day when the United States of America sent out almost all of the missionaries to go evangelize the world. It was very high, like literally almost all. And now there's something that has happened as missionaries have gone to the world, all over the world. There are now Bible schools that have been raised up all over the world. And they are raising up missionaries and pastors and evangelists. And what are they doing? They're now sending missionaries from where we sent missionaries to the rest of the world. And in fact, they're sending missionaries more and more to the United States of America. I wish we didn't need missionaries in the United States of America, but we need all the help we can get. And it's cool to see the process of what has been given for years and years and years. Now they're doing and sending their own missionaries. Nicaragua here, Central Bible College, we're going to be a part of helping them finish classrooms or work center, a cafe. Our goal is to send $5,000 to be a part of seeing that happen and see uh, just literally hundreds of and really thousands of people, their lives changed because students are going to go to Central Bible College, going to be trained up, and then be sent out. And who knows? It's possible somebody in America, someone you know someday, comes to know the Lord because of a missionary that we get to be a part of training and helping. I love getting to be a part of the global church. And that is our, our first project, the Latin America uh, Central Bible College. And uh, if we can put the picture up there real fast. There's a picture of what they're building, pretty awesome structure, and so we're just going to be a small part of making that happen. Now as we jump into the Word this morning, I think we see a few things. Every nation, every soul, this, this thought of light it up. The first thing we see is we have to preach it. Here, the Word of God comes forth. They're having this ministry by the mercy of God. It is said. There's a ministry, something God is doing. They're saying it is time to preach the gospel. It's time to preach it out. In fact, some things we see here in the first two verses that just jump out to me is that they're boldly preaching the gospel. I think Paul understood the greatness of his calling. Uh, it, it gave them boldness to face difficulty. Our Philippian series that we've been working through, Paul is in prison. The church is in a place of, of distress or of per, or persecution, but they continue to preach the gospel with boldness. It talks about receiving mercy. It talks about there being no compromise. It talks about all truth being pushed forward. Paul did not water down the message of the gospel, but instead pushed forward what God was saying, no matter what the cost was. Paul preached with integrity. He preached, preached with the power of God, that mercy going through, right? It says in verse 2, we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. Get rid of those things. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. Only his word, the word of God. The open statement of the truth. We would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. With integrity and all for the glory of God. 
Not for what he was, not for what they were about, not for their group, but for the glory of God. The gospel must be preached. And when we think about missions, when we think about projects, when we think about Central Bible College or the 75 missionaries that we get to be a part of supporting, when we think about today just the flags, the nations that are represented there's so many more than what we have out this morning. There's, there's so many people that need to hear the message of the gospel. The full, true message of the gospel. That is the responsibility. To preach, teach, act, think, and live the word of God so his light can go forward. Bible college, I love them. I love sending out people. Another project is Revive Church Hilltop. Our North American project, the hilltop is about 20 minutes uh, south uh, up here. That you can get there really, really easy. That's where we're going to take Christmas gifts. That's where we're going to take food on the 10th of December. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We love partnering with them. But what I love about Revive Church, the reason that we are connected with Revive Church, is Pastor Stephen, he wants to reach his community. There's no other way to say it. What he's asking for in our project we're going to be joining is we're going to be supplying washers and dryers. They're getting it ready so they can put those in. They're going to be putting a, a couple of showers in, temporary. The, the goal is a bigger project that next year hopefully is going to take place. But so that the poor and homeless of their community can be able to clean their clothes and be able to take a shower. It's hard to even fathom, I think I could say, for every person in this room not being able to go take a shower. On another level, a few weeks ago at my house, there's actually a life, new, uh, life group night, and our internet went out. We did not have internet. We did not have our Verizon. Anybody Verizon lose? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying we did not know how to survive for like six hours of light without the internet. I feel really silly saying that but literally we couldn't get the video to play on the screen it was like nothing is going to work then you you grab your phone oh it's still dead it's you know it's still dead I don't know why I keep grabbing it. it's still dead but to think of something that's extra but what about just water and washing your clothes maybe you're like me and you've said well why in the world don't you just clean up and go get a job and take a shower guess what homeless people don't have those opportunities like I would want them to if I, in my natural self. It's like, Lord, forgive me. Forgive us for even taking that for, just for granted what you're doing. And we're going to be a part of helping revive church. Because Pastor Stephen has big visions and dreams for their church and for their sanctuary and for new bathrooms and for different things that are very, very needed. But he says, first, before we'll put any money into that, we need showers. We need washers and dryers so the people of our church, so the homeless of our community can be taken care of. And that's what we're going to join them with. They preach, teach, act, think, and live the word of God every day by how they serve their community, love their community, and take care of their community. And I'm so thankful we get to be a part. Not only a couple years ago, seeing the building that they're in be possible, you made that happen, but now we're going to help them remodel and renovate and take care of the homeless in a way that they can't do until this takes place. They're preaching it by how they live out the gospel. As we continue, we see uh, that I think it's, so in, it's vital for prayer to happen. Preach it and then pray it. Verse 3 says, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Now real fast, does anybody in the room, you know somebody 
that maybe they used to know the Lord or maybe they've never known the Lord, but they just, it's like there's a wall and no matter what's said or done, they just can't see what you're talking. Anybody, you have loved ones, friends, people, all over, all of us, we all do. There's a veil that's on their eyes. In their case, verse 4 says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. They, they can't see Jesus. They can't see who he is. They can't experience him like you and I have the privilege of knowing him. They, I, I, just the other night in our life group, we were talking about, it was such a great moment, talking about the end times and talking about heaven, talking about the rapture. And the question came up, because maybe you've noticed, I just talk about Jesus all the time. Uh, why? Because in the Bible, we see Jesus, the reflection of God in Jesus. We get to experience that, then we reflect that to our world. And this thought of heaven, when there's going to be God the Father, we're going to be with the Father. Anybody, that sounds like a pretty awesome experience. Jesus is going to be there. The Holy Spirit's going to be there. It's not going to be this veiled thing that even as a Christian, it's like I, I can't even imagine God is going to shine through. But what about those who can't even get there at all in this spot? There's something about preaching the gospel. But even before, or to soften or loosen the ground, we must be a people of prayer to see the gospel poured forth. We can give all the money we want and preach all the sermons we want, but if God does not speak to heart, if the Holy Spirit does not move in the life of, of humankind, then they're not going to be able to see what Jesus did for them on the cross. They're not going to be able to see and experience the plan of God for their life. There's something about prayer that changes everything. Pastor Dave would say that we get done with Sunday, and we have staff meeting on Monday, and we have planning things on Monday as a staff. We're looking forward. But he says on Tuesday morning at 7 o'clock when we get together right over here, that's when our work week really starts. Because until the prayer to rev up what God is doing and to get in alignment with where he is and who he is, we're not going to even really get it. So it's good to look back and it's good to think forward. But until we've been together and we've prayed and charged up, have we really started? And I pray that the Lord would help me turn my heart even more. Lord, we need to be in prayer. At home, I need to be in prayer. In the car, I need to be in prayer. At my work, my job, I get to sit up front in the gray office up front. I need to be in prayer on a Tuesday morning at 7 or a Tuesday night at 6 or a Wednesday at 7 or whenever we would get together. We must be a people of prayer because we must soften the ground through prayer. So that the word of God can go forth and the gospel that is preached can go forth. And even what we give isn't only money that keeps people somewhere. But it's money in a soft field because God is moving because the church is praying. It's a call that sometimes we don't realize or we don't think about. But it's not just something we do. It's not some cute thing we do. It's what we are called to do because there's a lost world who's veiled and needs the message of the gospel. And it's only going to happen as we pray, as this church prays, what a responsibility we have. Last night, there were some groups setting up out front. The, uh, the group that set the India booth up, they were out front. I came in here. I was going to go over my sermon, and this makes a pastor about as happy as can be. Nancy Sofawara was in here praying, and I love when she's in here praying and you walk in because she is not quiet. She's praying. She's going after the Lord. 
She's crying out for the lost. She's crying out for loved ones. She's crying out. Like, it was phenomenal. Then I look in this room back here, and there's a group of men that are praying, interceding. And I'm not talking for like five minutes, for maybe two hours that I was here. We were doing other things around the building, and I'm like, man, my spirit, my heart was lifted. In fact, if you want a key to Radiant Life Church, the way to get it is to say, I'm going to start a prayer time at a different time. We'll give you a key if you want one. Because there's something about prayer. We need Jesus. And we need to be connected to him. Satan's strategy with unbelievers must propel a new passion for prayer in the church. We need to preach the gospel, all of us, not a pastor, not a missionary, all of us preach the gospel and we all need to be a people of prayer. The next awesome uh, ministry that we're going to highlight is in Eurasia, in India specifically. We don't have the missionaries' names because what they're doing is uh, not necessarily legal in the place that they are. They put together sports complexes uh, specifically focused around soccer and then they have CrossFit gym, and then they have a cafe. And so their goal is just like a church would plant. In fact, like our plan is, we want to put daycares in communities and put churches in it with them. We're, gonna, we're looking even now. If God would open a building, we're going to put a daycare and we're going to put a church in it. We're going to keep growing the kingdom of God by getting into the community. That's what they do. They started in southern India where it's legal. You're allowed to preach and you're allowed to preach Jesus. But now they've moved in India all the way up to the top portion in between Pakistan and China. Just like uh, maybe five, six hours kind of each direction from those. They're in a place where they are not allowed to have a church and just come together like we do on a Sunday morning. They can't have a building like this and just say, hey, come join us. And so what do they do? They have a gym and CrossFit, and cafe, and they start relationships, and, and talk, and continue to just build up each other, until all of a sudden they start to have spiritual conversations, and spiritual conversations turn into small groups, and uh, next week we're going to look in a video of maybe 20 uh, guys in this home just talking about Jesus, discipleship takes place, and they can't do it like we do it, they say, how can we do it? Overtly, they have the message of the gospel being preached missionaries who are willing to risk it all because the Bible must be preached and we must be a people that prays. Praise safety for them for sure that they could keep being under the radar but praise that the church, the people in India, that it will grow and that God will move and that what is right now illegal will not be illegal forever because there's too many Christians. There's too many God followers. If you walk through the India booth out there you'll see all of the red dots on the map. Those red dots are under 1%, I believe, Christians in those areas. Some of them are way less, like under 0.1. Really, really small amount. We must be in prayer for our missionaries in India. We must be in prayer for our missionaries in the 1040 window where it's dangerous to preach the gospel. We must preach it. We must send people that preach it, and we must pray to support our missionaries all over the world. We need to preach it. We have to pray it. And third today, we have to light it. We have to light up the glory of God. Let it, let it shine through us to our world. Verse 5 and 6 say, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God 
in the face of Jesus Christ. We are called to experience Jesus. We are called to shine his presence. We are called to know the Father because it shined through Jesus. And then to let our world experience the power of God because we walk in the room. Paul makes it clear, not because he's great, not because they did anything, not because of their great wisdom or power, but because the God of the universe through Jesus shines his light and now it must reflect off of us. That's why we are called Radiant Life Church, because we should be a radiant people reflecting the glory of God. We are called to be a church that it touches every nation, every soul. We're called to be a church that proclaims the goodness and the power of God. We're called to preach it, we're called to pray it, and we're called to light it everywhere. And I would say just like a match, light the match. The word that I read, we must be a people that's willing to light the match. All over the world, there's people that do not know God. All over the world, there's people groups, nation groups. I believe in India, there's over 2,500 people groups that do not have an adequate presentation of the gospel today. In 2022, we get to be a part of taking the message of the gospel, of lighting a match and radiating the glory of God so that the world can experience who he is. What a huge challenge. What a huge call it is for his church. It's your time to bring his light to your world. In Indonesia, in the continent, Oceania, uh, the Hearst, they are, uh, are missionaries. They are taking the gospel. Uh, there's something about this place, so much traffic and so many people. It, it, it's just an amazing thing, and they are in the need of public transportation. Uh, in fact, if we could throw up the picture, uh, I love this picture because you see all the people. And first, I just want to be real honest with you. I, I'd like to be honest. I put Indonesia bus, and this is what came up. So I assume this is Indonesia, and I assume that's an Indonesian bus. If not, I don't actually care, but I just thought I should be real with you. Because there's so many people. There's such a traffic jam of people. But the bus, the public transportation, is just flying by because it has its own lane. And I believe that when we partner, like our youth do with Speed the Light, in this case, to help the, the hearse get public transportation, when everybody else is in a gridlock, we're going to speed the light of the gospel past the gridlock to people that need to know the Lord. Today, we're going to be a part of saying, Lord, they need public transportation. Lord, in Indonesia, I think it costs $10,000. We're going to do half of that. Our goal is $5,000 to help speed the light of the gospel in Indonesia in a way that it can't before. To get them out of a smaller place into a much bigger place. The whole country, they can take the gospel because they'll have the, the transportation to make it possible. We get to be a part. We get to be a part so the hearse in Indonesia can shine the light of the gospel. So the hearse in Indonesia can come into places and prayer support has already gone forth. We've already prayed and believed and asked God here, other churches all over the United States and the world, to see the gospel in Indonesia go forth. The gospel of God has shone in our hearts. In the face of Jesus Christ, we come to the knowledge of God. Church, we have such a huge responsibility and call and role to see the light of the gospel poured forth. We get to light up our world. 
the glory of God shining through you. And I want to encourage on every nation, every soul Sunday, as we look to the future, we look to what God, we look to the world. All of these things start with you in your home, in your community, in your workplace. I'm not talking about something where we just think of the world. We just think of revive. But right here, Lord, would you help me? Let me be prayed up so when I'm at my job, when I'm at my school, when I'm with people, when I'm in the grocery store, that I'm shining the light of God. I'm reflecting the glory of God. Does anybody maybe need an attitude adjustment when you're driving and things happen or when you're in a certain location? I don't know what that location you do is, right? Lord, would you help me to shine you every moment not when it's convenient or easy or when I'm around Christian people, but Lord, every moment. When it's difficult, help me to shine you. Help me to preach the gospel by how I live and act and what I say. Help me to be prayed up. And Lord, let me be ready at any moment to strike the match. Light it up. Let it happen, God, because I've been with you. I'm walking with you. It's not a small thing we're given. It's a huge responsibility to start in our home with people that are right next to us, with people we love and care for, but then to go way beyond that to the rest of our world with the message of the gospel. Our last project is in Africa, Tanzania specifically. We're a part of partnering with Brother Tokambali there, the, the uh, general superintendent of Tanzania and of all of Africa. And they've had this dream to see the church explode. And over the last 12 years, they've seen over 2 million followers of Jesus come to faith. And when they say faith, that means they're water baptized and discipled. It's not just a card or it's not just a hand. They don't count that. They count being in discipleship. Like, come on, give us faith, Lord. Like 2.5 million, which they went from, I believe, 500 and some thousand now to way over 2.5 million. God is moving. And in the process from the beginning, they believed that they were going to need 72 areas or, or kind of smaller groups of people as they get together. Their districts is what they call them. And then that they were going to put a church planting school in every one of those 72 areas, districts. They had zero when they started. This year when we went, there's only a few more that, that needed to be made. The group that went with us, we were able to pledge the money to see all 72 of those be completed right to the end. That by the end of the year, their goal is to be working on constructing the rest of those, uh, I don't forget, a dozen or however many was that needed to be made. And why does this matter so much? When we were there, in fact, this picture, that's one of them, church planning school, uh, the first building, the, we put up the structure behind that, on this side and down the men's dorm, a women's dorm, cafeteria, some other buildings. I think there's five in all. But this one is the only one that's completed because it's where training happens. And then the di district will finish the others. Because in Africa, in Tanzania, they can make their own brick bricks. They can do those things for really cheap. But the structure, the, the flooring, and the roof is what costs a lot of money. So we put the roofs up. We get the first one done. There were about at least 30 people that were being trained to be church planners. Now what is really cool, most of those church planners just came to know the Lord probably within two years at the longest. They came to know the Lord. They walked through the church's discipleship prog program, which in Tanzania, it's all the same. Every church does the same thing, same material. Got them to the place where they said, would you be willing to plant a church? They then come to this church planning school for six months. The churches, the districts pay for these students to be a part. 
After six months, then each one of those 30 that we saw will be sent out to launch a church. In Tanzania, to launch a church. Some of those might be under a tree. And they just start meeting and preaching the gospel. They used to have two people, and then three people, and then four people, and they start. And then they build a little hut that you can just fit like ten people in maybe, like in a circle, maybe. And then they build a bigger one. And then after they get a certain amount of people, they'll put a building that looks more like a church building. So they can put maybe 50 or 60 people in there. And you know how they do it? I find it to be very biblical of them. They go into communities that do not know Jesus. Many times where nobody has even heard the name of Jesus. They start to talk about Jesus. And everyone kind of like, you guys are crazy. Right? Anybody, you'd be the same way. But then they pray, Lord, would you give us an opportunity to see a miracle happen with the leader or the prominent, prominent member of their, of their community. And over and over and over again, maybe like the matriarch of the community or the, the father of the community will come down with some sort of disease or already is walking in some sort of disease. And they go and they believe and they pray and supernaturally over and over and over again, that person will be healed. And guess what? When you're about to die, and you're the leader of a community. And God shows up through someone who's shining the light of Jesus. You start to have a softer heart. And all of a sudden, whole communities will come to know the Lord. Because the God of the universe showed up in a supernatural way. Through a man or woman. Who maybe a year or two ago came to know the Lord. Who went to a church planning school. Who had their heart trained and ready to go and believe that the power of God is going to show up. When I was there, I was just thinking about this. 72 church planning schools. The one we were at had 30. Some might have less. Some might have more. Let's average it out to 30. That means at any given six-month period, which is the program, they'd have over 2,000 church planters being trained. Over 2,000. Which means every year, they will be prepared to plant 4,000 churches. Their goal is, I don't remember the exact number, many, many churches. And you say, how is that possible? It's possible because churches like Radiant Life Church have come alongside and said, we'll give to see what God has laid in your heart become a reality. When we were there getting to talk to Brother Tokambali, the leader, and said, man, we're just so blessed to be a teeny part of what God is doing. He's like, no, he's got a big, huge voice. He's been here a few times. Maybe some of you heard him, but no, you are a huge part of what we do. He says it could not happen if the American church doesn't fund to make it happen. Our people are poor. Our people can't give $75,000. Our people can't, well, we're going to try 15000 They cannot do it, but you in America can and the revival that's taking place is housed because the American church will build it. We get to be a part of the revival going on in Tanzania, Africa. From halfway across the world by supporting and raising up and training. And, and we do it by giving money so there can be facilities and buildings to have church planning schools. That's what we get to do. Today, the projects that we have, Central Bible College... The projects that we have in, right down the street at Revive Church, showers and washers. The projects in India to see uh, soccer facilities and, and CrossFit and cafe. 
the pro- the, to see public transportation in Indonesia, the projects in Africa, it all comes down to, Lord, we're going to strike a match. We're going to throw what you've done. We're going to pray and believe. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to send people to do it. And Lord, we believe that the message of the gospel is going to go forth. We believe that hundreds, and I would say hundreds of thousands of people are going to come to the Lord if the Lord tarries because Radiant Life Church said yes to him. On a missions Sunday, every nation, every soul Sunday, I'm so thankful that we get to be a part. As a pastor, I love, if you've been around, you know I love asking for money for missions. Every single penny that comes in, we don't like take some or something, like none of it. All of it's going to go to the projects that we just talked about. In fact, let's go over, that was $39,000. Let's go over thirty-nine. We'll find more projects because there's more. There's plenty more. And I want to ask you, Radiant Life Church, would you join us? Would you come alongside and would you partner with us? Some in the building, you have been apart for many years faithfully giving to things of the past, go ye service, different ways that we've, we've raised money for missions. You've been apart through tithes and through offering. Thank you. And we encourage, would you let God speak to you? What is it this time that you could do? Maybe there's another group here and you're new. In fact, I love looking around the room. There's so many people that are new in the last six weeks, six months, year, two years. It's awesome what God is doing. We're so glad you're a part. And maybe you've never been a part of a mission service or a part of, like, we're trying to raise $39,000 to give all away to other people. Yes, we are. And I want to encourage you today. Would you let God speak to you? We run as a church through tithes and through offering. Be a part. We'd love to have you jump in. Be a part with that. But then my favorite part of all is missions, where we give it away. Last year, we were able to give over $550,000 away to churches, to missionaries, to missions organizations around the world to see the gospel go forward. And that only happens because a church like you is willing and you're faithful. You say, Lord, I don't know. This seems crazy, but I'm going to do what you've called me to do. Because I believe, and we've seen it over and over again, in the first service, lots of heads nodding. When we give, even if it seems extra, God is faithful time and time again. And it may be a dollar for dollar repay, or it might be a whole lot more. But more often I see that the finances are not really what it's about, but it's about my heart. It's about what happens around me. It's about what the community and what takes place. When I agree with the Lord in prayer, in my life of preaching the gospel, and I'm willing to light the match, I'm willing to even give the gospel, to give the word of God through my money, through what God has entrusted into me and our family, God repays it, and I'm never sorry. So if you're newer and you say, man, I've never been a part of something like this, I want to invite you to be a part. To weekly, monthly, we love that, but today, to be a part of missions, to be a part of our every nation, every soul. Maybe you'd say, what's that look like? Well, next week, I want to invite you all. If you're going to be here next week, we're going to have just maybe two buckets up on the front. Uh, It's going to be different than in former years if you've been with us. The kids actually are going to have a special presentation. They're going to be singing and dancing. Uh, It's going to be a good time. We're going to come and give our money in the bucket. A little old school. Everything's online these days. Uh, Most, uh, lots, lots and lots of you give online. Uh, next week, if you can, we'd love to have you bring a check. Bring it, put it in the bucket. Obviously, you could do it online. If you're not going to be here next week, you could do it right now. Every Nation, Every Soul, radiant.family slash give. Uh, you, can, you can be a part today, anytime. Uh, 
but then we're going to give. And maybe you'd say, what, what's that? Normally, we have people, and I would invite someone in the room, you might be able to take care of a whole project, say 5,000 or 5,900. Maybe even someone today says, I want to do the whole Tanzania one. I don't know. Awesome. But we have other people that not 15 or 10 or 5, but who say, I can't, I can't give like that. But when we all give, our 5 or our 50 or our 100 or our 500, when we all give and come together, then we can see $39,000 come. We can see it given. We can see the gospel go forth. But the key is, I would beg you as your pastor, I want to invite you, all of us, could we be a part? If right now you can only give five bucks, give five bucks. Don't skip this opportunity to jump in. And maybe you're like, I would love to do more. Give what you can give and ask the Lord, Lord, would you do something in my life, in my finances? Would you do something that next time I can give way more? And watch what God does as you step in and you're faithful. But maybe there's somebody else that you're not on that side and you could give and you're like, I've never given like that. I want to encourage you. Let the Lord speak to you. Not, not me, not some number I just said, but what would the Lord have you do to see the light of the gospel poured forth that every nation, every soul could experience God? And I believe next week we're going to be pumped to talk about, to celebrate what God did through Radiant Life Church. And the cool thing is these projects, they're all projects we get to talk to the missionaries they're all projects. We get to see it. And our goal is we're going to get to see uh, the fruit of this. We're going to get to see the cafe that we're putting in, in, in Indonesia. We're going to get to see the school in Nicaragua. We're going to get to see students there. We're going to get to talk to uh, Pastor the Hearst there in Indonesia. We're going to get to see what God is doing. And that's why I'm pumped and ready for it. Over this next year, I believe we're going to get to experience what God did because we were faithful. So today, you're more than welcome to give, uh, Radiant.Family. But next week, if you're going to be with us, in invite you. Bring a check. Come be a part. We're going to go all in together to see the light of the gospel poured forth, poured forth to our world. So Lord, this morning, we're thankful. Lord, we're thankful that you use us. Lord, you're not, even when we're thinking of an offering for somebody else, we're not just skipping us. Lord, you use us. You want to preach through us. You want us to pray and to be in tune with you. You want us to light the match right where we are. And Lord, on a Sunday like this, we're thankful that it's not only us, but we get to partner as a church to see these five continents, Lord, touched with the gospel. Lord, that we get to fulfill the, commit, uh, the commission to go into all the world, to every corner of this world, to see projects take place that your gospel will go forward. That many, many hundreds, thousands of people come to know you because we were faithful. So Lord, maybe somebody that can give 50 or someone that can give 5,000 in the room. Lord, would you speak clearly what that is this week so that we can partner together and then hear the testimony of what you're doing all year long. Lord, of how you're moving, of how the goodness of God is being poured forth. And Lord, I pray for those that even are maybe struggling in their finances, struggling Lord, with jobs, struggling in those areas, Lord, I pray that their faithfulness to you, Lord, that you would take care of that. That as they lay that at your feet, God, that you would give them the answer. That you would uh, let unexpected raises happen, Lord. That you would let just things that they were not expecting take, take place. Lord, as a church, we're faithful to reach the world, to reach the lost, to go into all the world, to shine the light of the gospel to all men. We love you and thank you. You're so good thankful we can all pray, that we can all give, and Lord, we can all go, if it's across the street or if it's around the world. Send us out. 
Light the match within us, God, within the world. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. Thank you for being here this morning. I want to encourage you a couple things before we stand up. Right after, you might need to get your kids. In fact, do if you have kids. Get your kids first. But then check out all of the cool booths in the foyer. They'll be here next week. But next week, there will not be as much food. I believe there's, there's going to be some food, but much less. So try out some food from Africa and from all over the world today. Uh, there's some drinks out there, some different things, including uh, right at the hilltop, their bean uh, dinner that they have every year. There's some uh, bread, uh, different things over at, the, at that booth. Would love to have you stay for a few minutes, meet somebody new, hang out. If you're not going to be here next week, like I mentioned, you can give any time at Radiant.Family. If you are, we're just going to have one check. You can bring one check next week. Uh, if you're like, I don't do checks, you can give online next week too. That's all right. Uh, I guess they're saying I should be done. I think I talked too long. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, and last thing, party with the pastors is going to start here in just a minute. If you're new with us, we had a whole bunch in, at the first service. We would love to have you join with us, Pastor Rachel and myself. We just want to get to know you. Five minutes, ten minutes at the most, we'll get you on your way. Just to get to know your name, see your face, and encourage you, bless you, let you know just a little bit about the church. And uh, so if you're new, please join with us. Come be a part, and uh, we would love to just meet you here in the glass room right on the other side of that wall. This week, church, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. Party with the pastor starts right now.